0: Last week, I asked you all a question. Do you want to live or do you want life? Amen. And some people we know today are just merely living. Amen. Because life is in Christ. Amen. Our real life, our abundant life, our eternal life is in Christ. Amen. People who live without Christ, what did I say? They they made a movie for you. People who live without Christ, what is it called? The walking dead? (laughs) Huh? Because life is in Christ. Amen. (laughs) Jesus said to Thomas, what did he say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. (laughs) No man cometh to the Father except by me. He let us know. Amen. As soon as we learn that Jesus is our life, the more gratifying, the more fulfilling life becomes. Amen. It's just real simple. Jesus said he came <coughs> that we might have life and life more abundantly that means to the full amen we're going to enjoy all of this life <coughs> thank you Jesus I, I think that spawned the message today <coughs> get a quick drink thanks that spawned the message today uh because uh, it's something that I don't understand and we all probably feel this way. And that's why do people reject Christ? (laughs) You're rejecting life. If you reject Christ, you're rejecting life. He is our life, amen? So we gotta get them to see this, thanks to God. Rejecting Christ hinders your spiritual knowledge. You have no heavenly bank account, amen? When you don't come to him, when we, when we don't receive him, when we don't trust him, it hinders our knowledge of God. Amen? Or well, let me say it another way. People who reject Jesus, the Christ, are just spiritually ignorant. They don't know the word. Jesus is the word, amen? If you don't know the word, I, what did I say? You could be ignorant of anything in this earth, but don't be ignorant of the word of God. That's Jesus, amen? Oh, thank you, Jesus. However, let me say this, because this is ironic. People who don't know Jesus, they still think they're wise. Amen? (laughs) They might even know some scriptures. They may even believe there is a God. Amen? But imagine this, saints. You can believe something, but if you don't know it, and I'm going to give you this illustration right here with a with car. Let's say you uh, you buy a car. And uh, it's a beautiful car. But you don't know how to drive. <laughs> Where is that going to take you? <laughs> Nowhere. You can't drive it. So what you know there is a God. But you don't have no access to him. Huh? Jesus is our access to God remember jesus said last week what he tell us i'm the door amen no man coming to the father but by me amen so we can't reject out the door <laughs> hallelujah lord it doesn't matter if you know there is a god but you don't have a clue for the, the plan that god has for your life amen God has 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 put something together before the foundation of the world, amen. For our life, and when we come to Him and 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 receive Him, He reveals the plan for your life. That's why He said, "I am the life." You begin to figure out what your life really is about, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So rejecting Christ, saints hinders our spiritual knowledge, and you gotta remember, God is a spirit, amen? I'm gonna show you today how Jesus was constantly rejected by people who knew that there was a God. There's a God, they knew it. They knew God existed, but they thought the way to him was to do everything in his word. (laughs) They thought to do the law would get them to heaven. That's why Jesus called them hypocrites, because they couldn't do it, amen? None of us can do it, amen? (laughs) We need Christ. He is necessary, amen? The way to God is to receive his living word, Jesus. That's the way to God. You are not going to work your way into heaven trying to do everything in this word. You can forget about that. And he even warned us. He said, if you break one of these, how many did you break? You (laughs) broke them all, (laughs) there ain't no way to do it you gotta receive christ you gotta go through that door amen oh thank you jesus hallelujah lord the way to god is to receive his living word jesus saints amen let me take you let's follow me in this bible to luke chapter 14 let's get us some b-i-b-l-e on the subject amen amen luke chapter 14 and look at verse 1 it says and it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief pharisees to eat bread on the sabbath day that they watched him (laughs) so here jesus went into one of the pharisees house to dine with him but all the other ones was watching him amen but this is what I want you all to notice about this scripture right here. Because we got to get this in our spirit big time. How it begins. It says, and it came to pass. See, and it came to pass is something all of us need to get in our spirit when it comes to many of the difficult challenges that we go through. Amen. Many of the circumstances and trials and tribulations that we go through. We got to get this in the spirit. Those things came to pass. Amen. Amen. It's not going to last forever. Trouble don't last always. We hear this all the time. Know that it came to pass. We got to get that in our spirits. The storm will end. It could be the greatest storm. You're looking out, look at this, this raging. It's going to come to pass. It's going to stop. Amen. <laughs> but look, before I even go any farther, let me, let me give you some companion scriptures on that. Because trouble really don't last always. Look quickly at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at verse 17. 2 Corinthians 4 and 17 says this. For our light affliction, which is forever. No, that's not what it say. It say, for our light affliction, which is what? But for a moment. It didn't come to stay, amen, working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's a powerful scripture. That means this negativity is temporary, but it's working for our good. That's what the scripture is saying. And it calls it a light affliction. Isn't that something? But it says it has an eternal weight of glory. Glory equals forever. That's why it says it's an eternal weight. Amen. The trouble that we're going through will ultimately work for our good. How long? Forever. <laughs> oh, when you get that in your spirit, it's not that hard to go through things, is it? Look at verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, that's how you get through it. Quit looking at this stuff since we see it, feel it, touch it, all our emotions. We can't get into that. That's why he says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? They came to pass. <laughs> they temporary. But the things which are not seen, they're eternal. God's word always wants to focus on what's important. Things which are not seen. God equals forever things, saints, eternal things. Don't focus on temporary things. That's what the scripture is saying. And and here's another thing. Please know that our afflictions are light. Amen. You got to know that and that they came to pass. You can get through anything with that in your spirit. Hey, this didn't come to stay. This came to pass. Amen. Here's another companion scripture I want you to see. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. It's in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. It says, But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while. How long? A while. Okay, not forever. After you go through some things for a while, amen, what is going to happen? It's going to make you perfect. (laughs) We all got that testimony. It's going to establish you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to settle you. Amen? Amen. I know them things I was going through. Oh, Lord, when I made God the promise, Lord, if you just get me through this right here, I will serve you. Whatever you tell me to do, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And whatever you tell me to say, that's what I'm going to say. Huh? (laughs) But I was going through some mess to get to that point. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But I have suffered a while. I suffered a while he let me suffer in it a while sometimes we got to do that for for folks we know too we want to bail them out because we got Christ in us amen but we can be getting in God's way that's why you want to check with the Lord before you bail them out amen because the Christ in us says I'm gonna help you let me just help but but God might be trying to do this make you perfect he might be perfecting them Now you get in the way and guess who they gonna depend on? You! They not gonna trust God no more cause you bailed them out, amen? So sometimes you just wanna wait, amen? Cause I know if somebody would've bailed me out of that mess I was in, I probably would be still hitting them up today. Cause what you gonna do? You just gonna keep making a mess until you get to Christ? huh? Until you start learning how to trust God? Then your circumstances will change amen oh please hear me saints of god all right let's go back to luke hallelujah i just wanted to show you that trouble don't last always amen we were called to glory by jesus christ and that what the scripture said but the god of all grace who called us unto his eternal glory huh so we don't want to reject your call to glory eternally amen see after you have suffered a while, amen. It's it's temporary, but haven't. But after everything is said and done, you'll be perfect. That what the scripture said. You'll be established. You'll be strengthened. You'll be settled. Huh? Trouble is not going to last always, saints, because it came to pass to perfect you. Everybody say amen to that. All right, let's get back to Luke chapter fourteen and look at verse two. It says. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. So let's get back to the scene. Jesus went to the Pharisee's home, and he's eating with them. But there was a person there who had the dropsy, and it was on the Sabbath day too. Is that what the first scripture said? To eat bread on the Sabbath day. Amen. And it said, behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. Now what is the dropsy? I felt that dropsy was something like palsy or you know, something, but that's not what it is, I had to look it up. Dropsy is actually a condition where fluid is retained in the tissues and the cavities of the body. And they say it's often caused by kidney problems or, or liver ailments, and they said including cancer. So this man was, was pretty seriously ill, wasn't he? That set before Jesus. So this was a very sick man with really an incurable disease by man's attempts. Amen. (laughs) Back then. And the Pharisees was watching Jesus. That's what the scripture said. It was watching him first to see if he really had healing powers. Let's see if Jesus really heal him. Amen. We're going to watch him. But the the real plot was to work up a case against him for breaking that Sabbath. You're going to work on the Sabbath day? Oh no. Huh? <laughs> Look at verse 3. And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? <laughs> That's a powerful scripture right there. Because here, here, let me show you something about Jesus. Elder Vic said he's God is in control, right? He always said, God, I don't care what's going on. Jesus, Vic go say God is in control. I'm gonna show you he's in control right here. Because it says the scripture says, and Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees. Who was he answering? Did anybody ask him anything? Did one of them Pharisees or one of them uh, lawyers say to Jesus, uh, why are you uh, healing on it? Did they say that? Nope. It just said Jesus answered them, right? <laughs> you know how he because He knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking. Because he's in control. Amen. <laughs> before they even ask the question, he asked them the question. Amen. How did they answer him? Because he's going to ask them a question off their hearts. Is that powerful saying to God? how is Jesus going to ask you a question off your heart? You ain't even asked him the question. That's why I pray, you know what we have need of before we even ask. Huh? He <laughs> already know. Amen. I'm still going to ask though, and you do too. Ask God for what you need. But believe me, he already know. He knew what they was thinking already. Jesus answering. Uh, he answered what they didn't ask him anything. They just knew in their heart he healed on the Sabbath. huh? But they didn't ask him. Let's see how they responded in verse 4. It says, and they did what, saints? Held at peace. And he took them and healed them and let them go. Huh? <laughs> Cause they was see when, when the Lord is speaking, what I tell you to do? How huh, when you you praying, Lord, if you just do this, Lord, I can get through this thing. All I need you to do is that, and then you hear Him begin to speak to you. What do you do? Be quiet. What are you going to tell Him that He don't know? Amen. So so when He spoke, when He spoke, what did they do? And they held that they be quiet. <laughs> what are they gonna, He didn't answer the question that was in their heart, and they didn't even ask it. Ain't nothing to say to them. What are you going to tell them? It says, and they held their peace. And he took him and healed him and let him go. Ooh, you know they had to be like, oh, you're going to ask us a question. We didn't even ask you the question. Then you're going to give us the answer, and then you're going to heal the man on the Sabbath day. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Look at verse 5 and answered them saying," he answered them again. Why does he constantly answer them? They ain't asking him nothing. Huh, where did they ask him? <laughs> he said, and answered them saying, you read their hearts again, which of you shall have an ass or an ox fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day? He's constantly answering them and they're not even asking him any questions, saints. They don't. It said they held their peace. They didn't ask him another a question. <laughs> How is he answer? Because he's reading their hearts. <laughs> he knows what they are thinking. He's giving them the answer without them even answering, asking the question. Again, that's why I pray like that. Saints of God, Lord, you know what they need before we even ask. We might be asking the wrong thing sometime. Huh? We might again be getting ready to bail somebody out of something or do something. So let's give it to the Lord and get them involved. and Give them all his props. Lord, you already know. We're just calling forth what you know they need. That's what we're doing. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're just intercessors. Say amen to that. Look at verse 6. And they could not answer him again. What, how are you going to answer Jesus when he didn't already... T- <laughs> Solved the problem. He didn't already ask the question you want to ask him. And, saw, and then did the work that needed to be done. What are you going to say? Amen. And they could not answer him again, second time, to these things. Amen. God is something else. Thank you. Look at verse 7. And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden when he marked how they chose out the chief rooms, saying unto them. This is powerful right here. So now you can getting ready to talk to them in parables. <laughs> you know, he, he, he would do that a lot because he would, he would talk. And again, you know why they parables? Let me give you this revelation. You know why it's a parable when Jesus was talking to them? Because they didn't receive Christ. People who don't receive Christ, but they wanted to do it that way, through that word, and you don't receive Christ, you are ignorant to the word. You can't hear it amen (laughs) you can't understand what he's saying if they would have received him it wouldn't have been a parable it would have been easy to understand but they didn't want none of him they wanted to reject him amen no ain't no jesus huh jesus no uh uh-uh we we know god we don't need you huh (laughs) that's a lie from the pits of hell amen (laughs) amen Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the door to get you to God. Amen. God in flesh. Oh, you got to get that in your spirit, say to God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. (laughs) And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden when he marked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them. Now, you know what the chief rooms are? The best seats at the table. Many times when we go somewhere, we want the best seat. Amen? But based on the affair, the best seat might not be the one you need to sit in. Huh? (laughs) And Jesus is going to speak to them in a parable after he noticed how they arranged themselves in that room. That's what's really happening. Let me say this to you, because this happened. This is a real story. I went to Arkansas for my son's graduation, sax player. And the, the, their, their pastor, this was so awesome, I thought, he had a party for everybody that graduated, the college students, the high school students, and the grammar school students. He threw them all a big party for graduation. So I'm at the party, amen, having a great time. Met the pastor, but my big mouth son says, my daddy's a pastor, he preaches all the time. <laughs> and I wasn't pastor in no church, I was preaching at the church I was at. And so the man of God walked up to me. He said, uh, man of God, I talked to your son over there. He said, you you preach all the time. Would you mind speaking at my church tomorrow? (laughs) This was party was on a Saturday. I said, here we go. See, we can't be on vacation. Everywhere you go, everywhere, Lord, I go. And then that promise went back in my head. Whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Vacation was over. Time to get back in the word and study for for the next day. Amen. But I said, I'll have to say this. When I got to the church, I sat in the back. Amen. Then the man of God saw me back there. (laughs) He said, man of God, come up here. You sit right here. Because, see, we were going to sit in the back because we had a plane to catch that day. So I said, I'm going to say these words. and We out of here, Z. That didn't happen. He brought us up front and then made us wait. I had to wait. Amen. So now I'm looking like, okay, we, this plane is over. We're going to miss the plane. But guess what God did? He delayed the plane. <laughs> when you be obedient, he going to work with you. <laughs> but I said I had to say, don't jump into the best seats. You know, even though I was speaking, I could have went right up front and set up. But I didn't do that. Amen? That's what Jesus is trying to teach them in this parable right here. Quit running and jumping out in the best places. Amen? Exalting yourself. That's what. It, that's how he looks at it. Amen? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's look at verse 8. When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. See, don't go in saints to God to the wedding or anywhere and sit with an honored guest or the family or the bridegroom or best friend or someone who may be more important to that affair than you, don't take that seat. That's what he's saying. Look at verse nine. And he that bade thee and him come to say to thee, give this man place and thou begin with shame to take the Lord's room. See, that's what can happen to you. Now the hostess asked you to move. Huh, you just jumped up there, sat all in the host, say, hey, you mind, uh sitting uh, back over there? Now you ashamed. Huh? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. You're embarrassed. Jesus is really speaking to someone who has exalted themselves to where they don't belong, saints. See, the, the Pharisees, those Jewish doctors of the law, had elevated themselves to a position far above the average man. They felt if there was a seat of importance, they should be in it. That's why he's giving them this parable, huh? Jesus is making them think with this parable, and the last thing they want to do is be embarrassed. Amen. The Pharisees, they because they know that they they know that they know that they know this law. They don't want to be embarrassed when it comes to the law. Amen. Oh, I know the word, huh? No, uh-uh, you ain't gonna embarrass me. But he was so he began to speak to him in a parable. Amen. Let me let me speak around them. Amen. <laughs> See, the way the lawyers felt and the Pharisees felt about the uppermost seats in a room was exactly the opposite of Jesus teaching saints. Jesus taught that the great in this world have to be humble. That's what he teaches. Amen. Look at verse 10. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. Amen. That's how you do it, saints of God. Take that low seat. Amen. They're going to look, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, God will humble you. Amen. Please know it. This is his principle, and he's teaching it to them in a parable. They don't know what he's talking about. What is he talking about? We sit in the front all the time. We know the word. We do the word. That's what how they're talking. Amen. This is where we belong. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 11. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Don't exalt yourself, saints. Humble yourself. And God will exalt you. Believe me. Amen. <laughs> he'll, take you, he'll take you somewhere that you never dreamed of, and he'll put you in a position that you never thought you would be in, and I'm a perfect example. Because believe me, I didn't sign up for this. Amen. And I told him that. Lord, now you know I didn't sign up. You tricked me. <laughs> you know You know I did not sign up for this. I, yeah, I did say. Then he played my voice back to me, too. See, if you need a reminder, he'll play. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you tell He just kept playing that voice back. <laughs> amen <laughs> he knew where i needed to be he know the position he, he want to put you in oh lord sometimes we don't want to go we don't want to go in that position he want to put us in we want to exalt ourselves, huh do what we want to do amen oh thank you jesus hallelujah lord look at verse 12. then said he also to him that bade him when thou makest a dinner or a supper call not thy friends not th- nor thy brethren Neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. (laughs) Ooh, I know them Pharisees was going nuts on that one. Jesus is not saying, saints of God, (laughs) don't invite your friends to dinners, or your family, or your rich neighbors. Amen, he's not saying that. He's trying to teach those self-righteous Pharisees how to do things with a correct motive. Because, see, they did things, okay, well, I'm going to invite uh, Oprah, let's say. We, we, she going to come when she come. Oh, man. And then she going to invite us to her affairs. That's what he's trying to teach them, saints of God. Watch your motives, saints. It's not what you do, but why you do what you do. Amen. You got to watch your motives for doing things. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. See, the, self, the Pharisees were a very selfish bunch. Saints, they would have dinners and only invite those who were important to them so they can be invited to their dinners. And Jesus is just telling them, don't do that. And and you know what? I know when they was hearing this word right here, it was hard for them to hear it. Because they were (laughs) self-righteous. Look at verse 13. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed. For they cannot recompense thee. See, he's saying, don't call the folks who, when you do it for them, they're going to do it for you. Don't call them up. Amen. Call the folks that can't do that for you. Now your treasures come from heaven. Amen. That's where you want them to come from, saints of God. God can bless you far better than anybody you know. Believe that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. He's saying your payback will be the resurrection. That's what he's saying in verse 14. Let me read it to you. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. That's our confirmation. Jesus is saying don't invite folks who can pay you back. He's saying your payback is at the resurrection. Your payback is for me. (laughs) That's God's payback to us. Look at verse 15. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Can you imagine that? Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to that Pharisee. (laughs) That Pharisee wasn't offended to hear Jesus speak these great truths. He didn't get offended. What did he say again? Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Huh? He realized when you eat bread from the king's table, you are blessed. Amen. You all are eating right now from the king's table. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. that's why we was calling them blessings down. Amen. Ahead of time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This Pharisee knew that. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When we gather together to hear the bread of life, saints, we are eating from the king's table. Like the one Pharisee says, you're blessed when you do that. People who reject Christ are not eating from the king's table. Amen. That's why they're ignorant to the word. They're not eating from the king's table. Amen. They're eating from the world. <laughs> and the world right now is a mess. Amen. Amen. We can see it. It's so clear. Why? Because they're not hearing these truths. Amen. They're ignorant to this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Whenever people reject Christ, saints, like these Pharisees and these lawyers did, they have trouble knowing and recognizing obvious things that are important in life, especially spiritual things. Amen. Today, many people like this to demonstrate an, an inability to answer simple questions, saints, but important questions, like for instance, where do we find true fulfillment in life? <laughs> Look at you like, I don't know. We know our life is in Christ. So we know when we come to the Lord, it's we truly fulfilled. Amen. But they don't know what. Maybe I'll find it in my children. Maybe I'll find it in a spouse. Maybe I'll find it at dinner. I don't know. Amen. <laughs> This shows uh, the great need, saints of God, and this is what I wanted to do today. Show the great need of our society for people to accept Jesus Christ. Amen? I just wanted to show that. Not more litigation from the government, or uh, legislation, I should say, or not more government programs. The answer today is still the same answer. It's Jesus. The answer today for everything that's going on, isn't that powerful? It's Jesus Christ, amen. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I'm encouraging myself right now, I gotta labor harder, amen, to get them to the truth. Amen, to get them to that plan that God formed before the foundation of the world for all of our lives. You wanna know what that is, amen. You don't wanna be ignorant to that. Amen. Everybody, God gave a plan for their life before he even sent you here. Talking to my grandson right now. You hear hear me, grandson? I love preaching to him. (laughs) Before you was even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. Amen. And guess what he did? He prepared a plan for your life. Something that's foolproof. huh? You can't miss it. I don't care what they do to you. You won't miss that plan. Amen. It's unstoppable, unshakable, unchangeable. Oh, Lord, I know you heard that. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah, Lord. So, Father, today we just thank you for your word again and again. Thank you for your spiritual currency, Lord, which is to increase our faith. And you told us that faith comes by hearing your word, Lord. And we are not only hearers only, but we're doers of this word, Lord. So we heard every opportunity that we have to introduce Jesus Christ. We got to take it, Father, because we got a dying world right now, Lord, that need to know you, Father. And we're forever grateful to you. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor this day. In Jesus' name, amen.